Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks to our listeners. It's been a real pleasure to have you today. Uh, we're uh, just getting started here on Exit Coach Radio Show. My next guest is Zach Schaefer, uh, and Zach is in the behavior change business, and he's going to talk about how companies can identify, select, and retain top talent in under 20 minutes. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Bill. Good to be here. Zach, tell us a little bit about you and, and your business and uh, you uh, – you're you're out of St. Louis. Uh, the na- it looks like the name of your company is Spark the Discussion, which is a cool name. So tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you came to start the business. Absolutely. Uh, I like to tell people my head gets cold because I tend to wear multiple hats. And so over the last mm-hmm. 15 years, I've actually had two dual careers. Uh, and I just this past May retired as a tenured professor. Um, and along that entire period, I also have been owning and operating my, my firm, Spark the Discussion. And so I think that's important because that academic theory stuff kind of gives me the understanding of why we should do things in a business setting. But then my management consulting experience gives me the what and the how for clients. Wow, that's, a, that's quite a, a mouthful what you just said. Tell, uh, you're a tenured professor. Uh, do, do you mind sharing what university? Absolutely, yeah. So the academic gig was a lot of fun, but I learned early on I prefer to get my hands dirty and be in the trenches with people rather than theorize about it. Uh, I I just retired from a state university in Illinois called Southern Illinois University Edwardsville, which is right across the river from St. Louis. And my field is – so I was doing research and teaching at the undergrad and graduate level – in the areas of high-performance teams, conflict management, negotiation, organizational culture, that type of thing. Well, well, congratulations on your career there and um, on starting Spark the Discussion. Now, one of the things that uh, I, you uh, mentioned in the intro was how companies can identify, select, and retain top talent in under 20 minutes. Now, all of our customers, all of our listeners are – uh, business owners who really mm-hmm. can use this type of information. First of all, identifying top talent, whether it's inside and they don't see it yet. Maybe they need to take a look and find someone that's already inside, or maybe they need to find that individual from the outside. Um, and then selecting them and bringing them up to uh, a top talent position, a management position, and maybe they become the second in command because that's very important for a lot of our listeners is to find that second in command so they can retire, and then retaining those people. That's a lot of stuff. I don't know if 
I don't know if we can talk about all of that in under 20 minutes. Let's try. What is talent optimization? Let's talk about that first. So we basically give our clients a, a couple different tools to help them really understand and be able to predict how their people are going to behave in the workplace, what kinds of work are going to motivate them, and it'll accept that, and then how quickly they can learn and apply new information. Okay, so it starts with it starts with kind of an awareness of what what the problem and the situation is, and then using some of these tools so that you can start to decide whether whether these people are, uh, I guess, um, whether it's valuable to, for them to be optimized for them to to move up up the ladder or whatever, right? So are those questionnaires or are they assessment tools? Uh, how involved is it? Um, so we actually have another tool called a job assessment where people who have skin in the hiring decision fill out another tool and create a visual profile for that job, and then we can overlay the candidate's uh, behavioral data on top of that, fits and gaps for how that person will fit into what you're um, designing. We were talking about talent optimization and how an individual can – a position can be measured, and then an individual can be measured against – those factors to, to determine if that person is optimized for that particular position. Um, let me ask you this question. Does behavioral science really matter in the workplace? Absolutely. If you're hiring humans, I always say it's important to have a better understanding of who you work with and yourself. And so if understanding your team members and any key stakeholders you work with is something that would make work more collaborative and cohesive, which obviously then impacts the bottom line, behavioral science is extremely important. Um, now, I don't want to – some people drink the Kool-Aid and say, oh, if you've got people's data, it's perfect. You'll, man you'll manage them perfectly. Clearly, that's, that's false. That's a myth. Uh, I, I always just go to if I would ha rather have the opportunity to have more data about someone, a person, or a process to make a more fully informed decision, I'm always going to lean into that. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Why wouldn't you? I guess. Um, I, but I, you know, a lot of people wonder about that, especially. Uh, you know, our audience is primarily um, baby boomers, and this mm -hmm. stuff didn't exist when they were starting off so much. Now, a lot of the stuff, right. like behavioral science and these tools, have been developed um, for very specific reasons. Like I've heard some are by you know the government um, for mm -hmm. for specific positions, and they've been fine tuned over the years. What? What, what's your experience been as far as the accuracy of some of these tools? So in terms of the tools that I'm familiar with, ours are extremely accurate, uh, which is why they're so popular. So in under about five or six minutes, the level of accuracy that you're able to get on a person in terms of what motivates them, what needs you can predict, and how they're going to behave in the workplace to fulfill those needs is, is powerful. Um, the phrase I always hear is, this is almost scary, or this is like magic. Am I looking into an eight ball? And it's like, well, welcome to psychometrics. Um, having mm -hmm. said that, our company's tools have been around for 66 years, and, and it's funny you mentioned the military because Arnold Daniels, the guy that actually wrote the original algorithm and developed our whole system, he was in the military, and he was a bombardier, and he went through tons of psychometric training and was fascinated by it clearly a good salesman, he somehow persuaded the government to sell him that data, and then he used that to build the predictive index uh, formula, and he shortened it so that companies could do the same thing in a much shorter time frame. 
So I guess it kind of gives credence to the phrase "salesmen are born, not not made," right? Uh, <laughs> a, 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 little, a little bit. Now, when someone, you know, I have, um, I work with a lot of business owners, and they say, you know, mm-hmm. I need somebody like me to to come into my business to be my second in command, so that I can start to turn the business over to them. Uh, the problem is, of course, um, a, a lot of business owners are kind of like a Swiss Army knife as far as the number of things that they can do. They can do a little bit of everything because they've they've been brought right. up. What, what would you say some of the, the best traits of a second-in-command would be for a business owner leader? I know that's a, it's a broad question, but should they, be better in, uh, should they be better in sales and a people person, or should they be more technical? What's easier to bring somebody in, under, with, uh, if you know what I'm getting at, uh, and mm-hmm. build around them for their, uh, their weaknesses? Excellent. So one quick caveat, and then I'll give you three traits that popped into my head. The first one is that that leader or owner or founder that's retiring, they should be hopefully building out a succession plan beyond simply just getting a number two to replace them. The key question they should be thinking about is what does my baby, my business that I built, need to look like in three to five years or in five to ten years? And is this number two the person that's going to get it to that point? Once they've had that conversation, three things popped into my mind. You want a strong listener, somebody who can listen to both understand another's perspective and to analyze, to break it down. You want somebody who can, is a good delegator um, because once you go from sort of a senior manager or director role to the executive level, your time shrinks, as everyone knows. So you need to be able to delegate and elevate very quickly and authoritatively. And then the third one ties into my caveat I made. You need to be a strategic thinker. If you want your business to be around for decades, if that's the goal, then you need to be thinking about what do the type of jobs we need to have in three to five years need to look like. And you can actually use some of our tools to design those jobs, even though you won't have them yet. And then you can click a fun button, and it pulls up everyone in your organization and plots them against it. So you can begin to use your internal people to build your company of the future. Now, a lot of our listeners have uh, family businesses, and they're looking for those traits in their offspring to take over the business someday. And a lot of times they're saying, well, um, they're not a great listener. Uh, <laughs> they certainly don't delegate because right. usually they get delegated too. I, I don't know. And and the question there is, do they have the authority? Um, w- because mm-hmm. if uh, – I, I had one – one young man say, you know, the problem is all of these people that work here saw me in diapers, so it's kind of hard to, to become their authority figure at some point. And then the strategic thinker, of course, uh, requires probably that you've gone out and, and seen a lot and done a lot so that you can bring all that experience mm-hmm. back in. Um, can these things uh, be, any of these things be learned um, by by an individual, or are most of these going to be uh, kind of built in? No, excellent. Anything can be – I'm a both-ands kind of guy, Bill. So, yes, Mm -hmm. a lot of things are nature. Other things are nurture. I believe it's mostly going to be both-and. And when you're dealing with family businesses, there's some delicacies there. And I was was just working with a family business around the three hats they wear, equity, management and operations, and then the family dynamic. Um, And so when there's a transition or succession going on in those businesses, the number one important quality you need to have that's over a multi-month or year process is clarity of communication. You need to have those difficult, candid, face-to-face conversations about expectations, 
the hard no's. Um, and oftentimes what I've seen is families can struggle to do that on their own if they're not working with a, an outside facilitator or just some right. objective party that doesn't have skin in the game. You know, so I'm actually have a mediation background, so I've done over 500 divorce and employment mediations and kind of seen people at their worst. And um, it, it can be tough, and it can get really nasty, especially if they're trying to manage those kind of conversations. So I just strongly um, recommend your clients for family businesses, just bring in some outside per party to help you have those important face-to-face -face conversations. And really it's about finding the no's that you need to say that help you have successful yeses in the future. Yeah, and it's it's not easy work, and it takes someone oh, no. to come in with who who can really uh, face face you and tell you the truth, and whether you're ready to hear it or not. And so you have a book out, um, Doctor Z, called American Creativity. What's the book about? Yeah, that was a fun kind of just a passion project where I got the opportunity to interview 25 folks from different industries. Um, so from military generals, interviewed a billionaire, um, somebody that worked on the railroad union, uh, a janitor, certified financial planner, just across the sort of American spectrum. And I started it with one question. What is creativity? And then the follow-up was how do you get to use that in the workplace? And it was just fantastic for me. Um, because what I ended up doing for the book was really kept the words in the participants' um, own language and style for each of the chapters we put together. What my takeaway was people are wildly creative in the workplace, even when they don't know that that's what they're being. Hmm. That sounds like a fascinating project. It sounds like a great read. It's called uh, American Creativity, available on Amazon. And uh, if you'd like a... Uh, to, to know your just your behavioral profile at no cost, you can email info at sparkthediscussion.com, and a member of Dr. Z's team will send you a complimentary assessment and report. Can't get any better than that. Again, the email address is info at sparkthediscussion.com, or just check out the website, sparkthediscussion.com. A lot of great information, and uh, it's it's been great to have you on the show, and I really enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back because we just started to scratch the surface on some of this information that's very deep, and I think it's information our listeners will really enjoy uh, hearing more about. So please come back and visit with me again sometime soon, will you? Happy to, Bill. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.